Welcome back to another episode of Dynasty Logics. It's me, it's Bobby, and on the other side, what's going on, Beach Tom? Summer, summertime. You know, the summertime spectacular. Yeah. Strutting around, barely a tank top. I love it. Look at you. So <laughs> You know what? Some of us just got home from later on the pool all day, so this is what you get, right? This is a pool day, but you know what? We're going to make it a perfect day, right? We're going to get a little football on TV. We're going to talk a little dynasty, right? Sit by the pool, a couple of drinks. It's going to be money right now. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm completely jealous of you. Uh, I've been uh, I've been tucked in the office, which is now also doubled as, as the studio. So um, I really have barely left this chair today. Meanwhile, it's 412 degrees outside, so that's awesome. Blah, 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 Bobby, today. (laughs) So here's the brass tacks of it, right? We're going to be diving in on all sorts of fucking nonsense into the depth charts, some positions that I like, some positions you like, uh, and some opportunities that, you know, we're watching to see pan out during as we record this on August 12th, Thursday, it's what preseason week one. So, you know, um, if you go on out to um, summer speculation, part three, just more camp news and tightening up the ship, right? It is. But you know what? What's also pretty cool is the fact that. Uh, aye, aye, Captain. Uh, <laughs> the NFL, NFL uh, just. Um, the NFL ops page I was doing all sorts of weird digging into last night and was just looking at a couple of important dates. So I'm going to remind some of our deep dynasty fans what they should be looking into for those, uh, for those days. Uh, Business Bobby, please listen. Business Bobby, <laughs> please listen. <laughs> we're we're going to be cutting some guys. So first cut is August 17th. Um, And that's going to be a max of 85 on the roster. Uh, August 24th, it goes down to 80. And then in one week, it goes from 80 to 53 guys on August 31st. So so (laughs) keep an eye on that hot week, August 24th, as you're you're watching some of your sleepers. You're going to notice where a lot of you guys get cut. There's nothing better on Labor Day weekend watching you Deep dynasty guys just get cut. <laughs> it's nothing, nothing better than having a, a hot dog and a beer and be like, oh, look at three of my running backs get cut. Sucks with me. <laughs> or it could be a blessing. Like I'm hoping some guys get cut. I gotta cut some guys off my roster, right? I mean, that's that's what we're, that's what we're saying right now. You gotta cut guys off our roster. I mean, I know I expand our rosters in our dynasty leagues. You know, I give everyone an extra 15 spots in the offseason to play with. So it's it's good and bad. But now you're gonna make you gotta get cuts and. You know, figure out who you're keeping, who you're letting go. So, you know, and Bobby's been digging deep trying to find some uh, some nice value at quarterback. Because you so, love digging deep on quarterback. Who'd you find for me? Who are the, who are the backups that I want right now? Summertime gems. 
Right, the men, the men, the men, the next man shoe, right? That we're looking for, right? Well, I, that one's that one's going to be really interesting, really tough. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll still first lead with uh, is Manchu yeah, the answer? Is no. Manchu the Manchu answer? Oh, okay, uh, no, no, PJ PJ Walker is, is the guy I'm still interested <laughs> nice, in. Nice, nice um, little PJ. So. If Sam Donald doesn't deliver, PJ Walker has the ability to perform. These are my notes from earlier today. So I'm just going to fucking flat out read them to you. So enjoy them. Boom. PJ Walker came from the XFL. He did well and had his ability to beat you with his arm and or his legs. So put you in your PJs. I know, right? So I, honestly, I think he's going to have, uh, Donald's going to have the upper hand short term. But, you know, this is something that. You know, we've talked about both you and I. PJ Walker's a guy to to really watch a little bit closer. Uh, because if Donald actually, who looks good by the way, as he's throwing to your buddy Robbie Anderson, not mine. That's I true. fucking hate that guy. That's but, true. But you you and I both know that it's just short hook on Sam, right? Because that's a way that's a winning team. They got a really good offense. They're not gonna play around if he's struggling. So you're right, that's a quick hook. Like he's one of those guys where I'm really liking PJ Walker because I He's a guy. If you don't, if he doesn't play this year, then fine. That that's probably over, and you know, maybe you can move on. But if he comes in and flashes, you know, it completes the story of Sam Donald can't cut it, and PJ Walker maybe can. So, yeah, right. They're on my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Value Town all day. Go go get him. Um, go get him, Robbie Anderson. Just Value Town. So so as I exit. The uh, exit the plane uh, at at Value Town. Uh, a couple of guys that are still interesting signings. Case Keenum, I still like in uh, Cleveland. Uh, so I'll, I'll visit the AFC North real quick. Dwayne Haskins, I think he's currently the third on the depth chart. Somehow Dobbs. One one source I I read had had uh, Haskins um, behind Dobbs, and I don't really understand why, uh, but. Because he's Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's fair. Uh, well, but I do like the pickup. I I understand. You know, he, he's honestly he's only on the team because of draft capital and rosters. Because like, and just think about that. Because especially in two quarterback leagues, right? And I know that's what we play in. Not every backup is owned in the league, right? So you can't. I mean, you could. I mean, I could see every backup being owned. But some of these backups, like, do you really want to own Cooper Rush? Like, are you going out and getting Tim Boyle? Like, I mean, you know, I like Trace McSorley, but like, that's that's my random Trace McSorley drop, by the way. But like, well done. You, you, you're not going to own 32 backups realistically. So we're just down to like, all right, you get, and you, but you got to pick one. You should have one random one, right? There are a few random ones that situations come up. And I think PJ Walker is a definite guy that should be owned. Like, he's, you know, some of these guys, I mean, well, basically, I'll point it out. That's a must own guy. I mean, nice call, Bobby. Nice job. So, you know, I think one of the reasons why I really looked a little bit closer uh, at these depth charts now is I'm kind of uh, honing what my waiver wire could look like, uh, my own personal waiver wire long term, right? For the season, uh, guys that I'm watching, you know, how many times have I've heard you say, I don't know if our listeners have yet, but how many times have I heard you say, <laughs> To me, you know, you're not picking up your waiver guy when he hits. You're picking him up weeks beforehand. Why is that? Ding, ding, you, ding, ding. 
You were reading some stories ahead of time. You were ahead of the curve. And this is literally everything that we're trying to tell whoever's listening to us. And to be honest with you, there's plenty of us now. I'm digging it. This is why I love doing this. So No, and, and, and you're right. And plus knowing, like if you read something and know, right, e- even when the guy goes down, everyone's going to be like, oh, who's the backup? Right. You already know. You already know in your head. Like you read an article, like people are going to research. Like you could probably you're going to get a guy quicker than everyone else your league. Because people are going to be like, who's the backup? And go look. And you're going to be like, boom, I already know who it is. I already mm-hmm. know who that guy is. Right. You can't predict injuries. But there's guys in certain spots. And I think Haskins falls into those, one of those spots to me. He definitely has to be owned. I mean, Roethlisberger is, is a guy getting up there. And that's a very good offense. So, yeah, those are guys. Those are guys that, you know, are definitely going to be owned in rosters that you should, you know, no doubt own. Um so I got one more guy in this section. Oh, bring him. Um, and that is uh, most likely probably owned uh, for a backup because Derek Carr is still Derek Carr. But Marcus Mariota, um, it looks like they're actually trying to build a package for him. Um, well, he's probably and, the best backup in the league, right? And that to me is the most alarming and – and it's not even alarming in the sense that, like, oh, shit, I'm worried about Derek Carr. Because apparently, according to Derek Carr, he's 20 years old right now. He feels like he's in his 20s because he's done enough, you know, working out during the offseason. He feels good. He looks good. It's all a bunch of, bunch he, of camp talk. Is, is, he, in is, shorts, but. Is, he, is he Tom Brady butthurt? Is that what he is? Because he's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's just, is that what it is? I mean, let's speak the truth. He come out and say that for all the comments. And it's like, <laughs> I like Carr. I like his brother better, honestly, but I like Carr. Um, I, but, like, the timing's too off, bro. You should never should have said a word. Like, you shouldn't say anything. But, um, yeah, Mariota is definitely. I mean, he has been. You know, he's got the talent. I mean, he's up there, and the guys in the category should be owned. And if the Raiders can get maybe a wide receiver help or something, I'd be curious what they get in that package. But, um, yeah, that's a bonus, too, if you get some of these backups like that. And he's definitely a backup, you know, who's owned. That's not really it's not really a deep dive, but, yeah, he's definitely a guy that if I'm pulling a trade off, maybe I get him thrown in the deal. Throw me in Mariota. Might need him in November. And I, I think Tom, that that's that's more to the point of of why we're driving home this conversation. It's because we want to know what's going on with these guys. And to be honest with you, maybe I went a little bit closer. I went through like the maniac that uh, you know I am. I went through every single thirty-two team depth chart, of which I found eighteen quarterbacks worth mentioning. Uh, put some notes down on them for my own uh, for my own benefit, and I'm only telling you a few because I don't want to bore you with, you know, depth charts two and three. Um, that you know what the best part about that is is like you found 18 out of 32, right? And I've obviously done my research, and I could probably name you at least 28 to 34. I like. <laughs> So does that make you feel a little bit better? And this is what this is the hard part in dynasty. I, I got to temper expectations and be like, all right, I got to pick and choose which one should I realistically own, and the other one, I'm like, this is a this is a pipe dream. Like, well, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to. And and there's some people where I, I don't think it's an uptick. Like I think if Joe Flacco comes in and plays, I, I'm I'm really fucking scared. Like I, I'm not going out to pay for Joe Flacco. Like I might just play it. Nobody. I don't know. It'll be a tough call. Um, but. 
Yeah, I'm probably trading. I mean, this is that conversation we were having last week. Like, who am I going to buy instead of, you know, the backup that died? Uh, maybe I'm going out and buying a veteran for, you know, lesser draft capital going into 2022. So, you know, maybe. You know what's funny about that is you're right. And like there's guys I researched that I'm going to talk about. Um, and they're like the backups. They're the guys who these guys are number three running backs, but they're all should be the number two running backs. But you can get them at number three running back value right now, right? And of course, my guy I'm gonna lead with is Jake Funk, right? Right? Jake Jake Funk is better and will beat out uh Zavarian Jones. And it will be the backup to Henderson. I'm not saying that Funk is going to come in and steal Anderson's job. I'm not saying that. But he's going to get the backup. But right now, he's looking at number three, so you can get him in a cheaper role, right? And these are some of the guys that I'm looking at right now. Like, maybe I like the number three guy better, and I can get him cheaper, right? Another guy that me and you liked in the similar situation was Kalen Hill, right, out of Green Bay. Still love Kalen Hill, right? Not a huge A-Day Dillon fan, right? So if Hill is able to show me something this preseason, and I bought him now at dirt cheap, and he rises up, you know, that's somebody I want, right? There's, there's guys you can go by who I like. Um, actually, a really, really good one um, is Matt Breida. Buffalo Bills running back, right? Because I saw what I saw at a single Terry Moss last year, and I saw, meh, I didn't see any flashes of good. Granted, neither one of them got enough carries to really show me a full workload. But I've seen Breida. And I've seen the explosiveness, and I've seen that dude play as a full-time running back. And he is, he is dirt cheap. He's cheaper than both of them. I'd rather have Breida than touch both of those guys on a way cheaper level. Right? Well, my question to you on Breida is, though, Tom, why has Breida just been bouncing around like a, like a pinball throughout the throughout the league? He, he's another one of those, like, uh, you know, remember, like Jeff Wilson kind of guy. Like, these guys just show up in the backfield. And they don't play unless they have to. And every time they play, they play great. But That's teams a great just don't I love Wilson. Right? I Wilson's love Jeff Wilson. Guy, right? I mean, there's always guys kind of like that who just come in and, and and just, you know, they do their job. And they're usually the number three running back on the team, you know, because they don't have draft capital. And then they take they come they bring someone in who's more talented, who can do this better. And, you know, like Raheem Moser kind of proved that theory wrong. Like guys who rise up the depth chart, you know, who can do that and like stay up there and say, no, you know what? I can be this guy. I, I can do it. Um, you know, and I see those kind of guys and especially a guy like Brito who has that explosiveness on a team that is desperate for running back. Right. That's a guy that, you know, that I'm looking to see if I can go get, especially on the cheap, if I'm looking to buy running back help, because I don't know which one's going to get that job. And maybe Brita comes in and plays, I'll plays both of them. Right. Um, you know, and, the, and when you find money situations like that, um, you know, another guy I like, he's a rookie, actually, he's uh, Gainwell, who we liked. Love Gainwell. Right? Gain, Gain, I mean, Gainwell could end up being the backup on that team. I mean, right he's now, up. he's in a fight with Boston Scott, right? I, I, I would tell you right now, Gainwell's going to beat out Boston Scott. So, go by Gainwell. Right? He's got the edge on receptions as well. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, to me, that that's intriguing uh, for, for one of the other reasons that how many times have you and I talked about if you want to go – um, if you want to sprinkle in some third down, third down backs, or if you want to go zero running back and, and, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes picking up guys that maybe catch the ball are also interesting. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Gainwell is one of those guys that intrigues the hell out of me. I mean, and, and when I'm looking at talking about these backup running backs, like these are running backs who, if they come in and get the job, like they're going to produce, 
Like, I'm not worried about them. Like, there's other backups that people, you know, might be better, might like better. I like a lot of these guys because of the situation and because if they came in and got the job, like, they'd get points, right? And I'm going to give you two more running backs, right? Real, real deep, straight up back. And another one I really like is Darrell Williams, right? Kansas City, right? He's the backup, right? And if, if, if Hilaire, you know, fumbles, it goes down, it gets hurt, it's Williams. I mean, yeah, they signed, you know, they, they signed, you know, Bell last year and they brought in guys. But they trust Williams. They give Williams the ball, and in that offense, he's a guy I want, right? I want, I want that, I want that kind of guy in an explosive offense, right? And the last one I have for you is is the unknown sh- soldier right here, right? Who was my darling years ago, and if he doesn't produce or play this season, then this is the end of it. This is the end of Rashad Penny. But one more time, Rashad Penny should be the backup to Chris Carson. And if Carson goes down, we could see Rashad Penny actually play some games and maybe, maybe validate that draft capital that he had coming out. Most people first round. <laughs> no, you know what? Rashad, Rashad, Penny's, Rashad Penny is, is somebody that... Talent, right? He's got talent. The, the, the talent there. Yeah, no. Can't stay on the field. That's why I said he's free. Guys, at this point, either you're on my fence and, and you're still holding off a hope. Well, that guy's like, get that motherfucker off my roster. So I'm buying because I can get him for free. And if I hit, it'll validate me from years ago. But if not, I'll, st- I'll still be happy to throw my own trash at the trash and walk away. I'm buying with that. <laughs> it's a good offense. So, that, I mean, I want, that's why I want part of that running game. And that's what all those things have in, in common. Like a guy who might gain well. Like Philadelphia, you know, runs the ball real well. You know, Funk and the Rams, they like to run the ball. Reader and the Bills, they want to run the ball. Like, you know, these are teams that you can look at that, you know, want to run the ball. People talk about Green Bay loves to throw it. Aaron Rodgers loves a good running game. Like, that's why when that team's clicking, they run better than they throw. I'm like, so these are the situations that I, you know, that I really, really like when I look at, you know, running backs and maybe I can get the third string guy in a, in a camp battle or something like that because those guys fly at the depth chart. And on the flip side about quarterbacks, in dynasty leagues, every backup running back is owned, right? So you can't even get those backups, right? But the third, right, maybe, well, I'd say half, maybe more are, are probably owned. So, you know, that's your cheap shot. That's your cheap buy. And that's, you know, this time of the summer, I'm looking for a cheap buy. I'm looking for a lottery ticket in the back end that can help boost that roster. Or I can flip it to someone else. Or I can be the, nah, nah, I told you. But Which is more so you, because I think you currently have like 15 running backs on your roster so i, I, I actually i actually have about 23 of course you did. Started. No, I, I thought I 15 I, I, was giving you some credit but I no no i'm gonna i know i'm gonna give it the full maniac brand and again you're right i'm hoping some of these guys get cut or i got a lot of running backs i gotta get you know or some of them are pride you know like uh, justice hill is pride but i like justice hill as a third back on you know you know, Baltimore, I mean, and those are backups that we didn't talk about. I mean, guys like that should be owned. You know, we talk about guys like, you know, Hunt and Pollard and Edwards. Those are guys who should be owned. You know, but you can get cheaper ones in Dynasty. Um, you know, you can get cheaper ones in wide receivers. You can read that camp news, right, Bobby? It's like the same well, kind of stuff. There there are a couple of other running backs that, that really jump out to me. And uh, one story in particular is with uh, Darrington Evans. Uh, backup for Derrick Henry. Please, please don't call him the backup. What would you like me to call him? I'd call him a satellite back. Do you think he replaced? See, my I know I continue because my problem is he's small and I don't think he can replace Henry. 
just think he's a totally different back. I do love, I do love Darren Evans. Continue. So one thing that I really enjoy about Darrington Evans. Go ahead. Is the simple fact that he is being touted as the apprentice to Derrick Henry. And I'm going to tell you why I'm phrasing it like that. It's actually reading the athletic and they put out a, a fantastic full story on it. I'll give you the cliff notes for some of you listeners who, who don't have the athletic, but um, he has been on Henry's hip, even to the point where Derek Henry has been holding a clipboard and actually they both have been sharing notes back and forth. It's something that you're not going to see anywhere else. Oh, that's cute. And I love these types of stories. Um, because when you're you're teaching a, a younger back, you know, really not only the ins and outs behind the game, but now you're also teaching them the actual schematics behind your offense, stuff like that. Like, you know, this this is the type of type of stuff that you want to see. And it might actually get you to have both of them on the field at the same time, which could make them even fucking deadlier. Because now you got right, left, and 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 to be honest with you. They could go all over the place with the ball. Now you're giving them another facet. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree in your fantasy world, and that's what we play in the fantasy world. I would just never want to see Derrick Henry with like a satellite back like him next to him. First of all, Derrick Henry, the more carries he gets, the better he is. So I want carries, huh? You know, the guys that he's he's a true old school running back. The more he more carries he gets, the better he is. Like I, I just want that guy. And I like I you're right, I like Darren Evans. The problem I have is is does he come as a rule? If if Henry goes down, they just go, all right, here you go, Evans. You're just going to get 30 carries right behind. Right, that's my no, concern. I don't think he lasts. I, uh, thank you. Thank you. Good. Okay, I, don't, good. I, I, don't, I don't think he lasts, Perfect. but, Perfect. you know, to that point, I think that's where the unfortunate behind that is going to be a cross between Brian Hill and Jeremy McNichols. Oh, no. Boy, Brian Hill. He, Brian Hill is the best. Brian Hill is another one. Guys on every team and every year he's fantasy relevant. He, I think it's four years in a row. Like you could play Brian Hill at least four years in a row. He ended up in a backup spot where the guy went down. and He was a starter. I love, I love guys like Brian Hill. They make me play. They make me, they make me enjoy it because all the sleepers you can find later in the year. Guys like Brian Hill, plug them in, he gets you twelve points, and you're going, yes, that's all I needed. Um, are they really? Ryan Nall has been the guy that I've always been intrigued by. Uh, but you know what? Uh, it's time to move that guy out of the way because I'll talk to you about my guy, CJ Maribel, again. And, uh, and you know, I'm waiting to hear that one story that breaks about him, you know, making the roster or becoming relevant. And I'm still waiting. So I'll keep watching, though. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you know what? You're, you're right, and I have him too. And I, and I told you this off air, and I'll say it on air. I want him to get cut, like right now. I want him to be the first cut because he, he can go to a team and play. He's just buried on a, on a weird depth chart. And and I think that's what you're going to see. Like the first couple of cuts, you know, one of those things where you can find value too. Like pay attention to who gets cut. You're like, oh, well, this running back cut from a team. Yeah, but he could sign somewhere else. Like he could be the number three guy in that team. Like this backfield is an atrocious right now. This guy's to watch and. You know, this fun camp news and stuff like that. You can get sleepers, guys cheaper. You can take shots at, at more positions, right? I mean, some of the times I look at stuff and I'm like, okay, look at this mess 
right of of something um actually i'll take i'll take an example your boy your boy mike williams right i saw his injured right i see his injured and i said oh who they got around him and i'm like oh look at this it's a smorgasbord of random dudes i'm like oh okay i'm like cool i'm like how much do they cost i'm like all right well palmer is kind of expensive because people drafted palmer he still should be cheap as a rookie and i'm like guyton i'm like okay i'm like guyton i'm like he's owned everywhere i like like to and again i like guyton but just think about that it's probably guyton or the rookie palmer who almost slides in the number two role if williams doesn't play and the rest of that receiving core is a mess i mean i mean bigger news about palmer Palmer really intrigues the hell out of me. I mean, when you're starting to hear stories about Michael Thomas roles, and you've got the coordinator that went over there, I, oh I yeah, know. oh yeah, that's great. I'm, he's, he'll, I'm he'll interested slide, by that. He will be sliding in your. That's your Mike Williams spot. You talked about it, right? So he's a guy that definitely you know piqued my interest. And I don't, I don't love a guy like Palmer. I hope he succeeds. He'll be like the true anomaly on you know. He'll be the analytics anti-hero if he reduces. It'll be great. <laughs> Before we dive completely in on the uh, on wide receivers, because I want to get there, I have a crystal ball question for you. Because I want you to break it out. We were talking about muddy situations earlier, and I don't know how much money you can get if I if we talk about the Houston Texas situation right now. Oh, oh man, it's 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 who it's who do you like personally? So Tom, the question is, who do I like? Right. And like the guy that I like out of this roster, out of out of the Houston Texans backfield right now, Dontrell Hillard. I'm actually intrigued by Dontrell Hillard. Like <laughs> something he's not going to. So, um, I mean, Lindsay annoys me. I like the story in Denver. I actually don't think he's going to be relevant. Rex Burkhead could have a possibility. Uh, and I mean, right now it's Mark Ingram's job to lose, and I'd be lying to you that. Did, did you forget? Did you forget David Johnson? Was David no, Johnson? Didn't forget him, and that's what's pissing me off more than anything. <laughs> what the hell's going on in Houston? You know what? Houston is like a smorgasbord of shit you can be right on, right? This is like a dart throw team in the IC world. Like, you could take guys and be right on them because I don't know who knows. Spencer's quarterback. Uh, I'll tell you, running back, that's fine. If Mark Ingram is coming back and Mark Ingram is lead back and Mark Ingram gets, you know, lead back role, I'm fine with that. And David Johnson is number two back, that's fine because Mark Ingram is not going to hold up in 20 carries a game. Uh, so I think David Johnson's your best bet. I, I think he's your most explosive bet. I mean, and, you know, we talked about it. I mean, his numbers last year were. Um, were better than Akers, right? In the same game sample, actually played one less game. Um, you know, when they started to realize how to use him and get him the ball a little bit more, I love David Johnson's value. Um, but that team's a good dart throw team too. Like you can take a bunch of those weird guys, like you know, Mark Ingram. Like he's available. I'm not picking him up. I think even that wide receiving core is like that, right? That whole team's like that. The wide the quarterbacks. Right, who do you, oh, I think Watson's going to play. All right, well, then you're a Mills guy. All right, I like Mills. All right. No, no, I, no, no, no. I think the other guy's going to play. I'm like, okay. All right, well, look at the tight ends. I'm like, God damn it. God damn Aikens. I can't get rid of this guy. And then, you know, they got three other guys they bring in like Aikens. And I'm like, okay, who's in there? Jordan. I'm like, all right, here's a bunch of tight ends. Pick one. All right, wide receivers, right? Here's a smorgasbord. They bring in, they already got Cooks. They bring in Miller. 
right? My my boy Nico Collins. But then guys like Chris Conley are there. Like, I, I like Chris Conley. Like, who the hell knows? <laughs> that team, who the hell knows? You still have Brandon Cooks there. You still, you still got Brandon Cooks, right? I, just like, I feel bad because like, Randall Cobb's no longer there. Oh, Aaron Rodgers did him a favor. So yeah. there's that. Yeah, I don't think he was really going to produce well in that offense. So, I mean, yeah, I think that whole team's kind of a smorgasbord. And I'm like, honestly, I hope it's like a kind of a shit show because then maybe they'll just lean on David Johnson a little bit in the running game. But Well, here's the good news. Yeah. Uh, that's really probably the only time we're going to talk about Houston for the rest of the offseason. So, uh, or rest of the preseason, rather. So, uh, uh, thanks for tying everybody up in a pretty bow. And, and I'm ready to jump into more wide receivers. So what do you got for me at wide receiver? Oh, you know what? I, I'm going to give you my my uh, my guy from last year who I got to hold on to. Right? He's, he's my roster hold on to this year no matter what, unless he gets cut, which I don't think he's going to. And that's Colin Johnson, right? The six-foot-six monster out of Jacksonville, right? Getting good air quote camp news, which is fine. I like to see. I, I, I liked him last year for the same reason. He's a very big physical receiver with really, really good hands. And you put him in an offense and throw the ball to him, he catches it, right? And maybe he can play tight end, maybe, but this kid's a wide receiver, right? He, he runs well, right? He does a lot of little things. He's still raw. But on a team like that, I'm intrigued. Like, with Shark going down with an injury and, you know, uh, you know, it's Chenault. You look at that wide receiver core, him and Chenault, that 6'4", 6'6", those are two really, really big kids, right? And Marvin Jones is there. They can get out of that next year. You know, Shark could be gone. These could, you know, new quarterback. Yeah, I'm interested in hearing that the that the quarterback likes the number four wide receiver. That's something I absolutely want. You know, he's the guy, Colin Johnson, where I talked about. He was on the fence, you know, on my cut list, and I said, you know what, I like this kid. I saw something in him last year, and I said, I'm going to hold on him this year, and he's going to sit on my roster. And that's a team I want. Like, it's a brand new team. Right, that's a fresh slate, right? For, for Bobby and, his, and especially all the numbers and the analytics, what do you got in that team? Like, you can't do anything. Like, they have a whole new coach staff, new quarterback. Like, there's nothing to go on besides camp news. There's no data to go on. Like, you can say what Shark did and what Jonathan did last year. But they've like, got a science experiment going on in Jacksonville, by the way. Yes, so including want, Tim Tebow. So, and I, so when I want guys like that, like Tim Tebow, for example, like I want him. Right, I want a couple of those tight ends. Like I like Luke Farrell. There's another tight end they have. Like they're like they're like Houston. I'm like I want dart throws all over this team because I don't know who the hell they're going to use, and I'm curious to see what goes on. Uh, you know, the running back uh, I don't want, but because that's a mess. But so guys that guys that are really on the back end of that roster that I didn't realize lived there. Is Carlos Hyde still there? Hyde actually. <laughs> Uh, went to where did Carlos Hyde go? Oh, he's not still there. Okay, he <laughs> did bounce. He bounced to uh, oh shit, the Hyde man. I love the. I didn't mean to throw you off. I just like the Hyde. No, that's, that's fine because <laughs> I know he's in here. But um, he actually no, he Carlos Hyde is in Jacksonville. I don't know why I had to think about that. Ding ding ding! I was Jesus, right. I, I man, got one. I question your authority. Come on, let's go. <laughs> so, so here's where I was actually going with it in absolute science project form. You've got boy camp. You still have Laquan Treadwell. Oh God! You no. have Tavon Austin. Oh no! You have Farrow one. Cooper. Oh, another one. Um, 
like the bust of the bus. Bust of bus. Southwest bust of rhymes. I mean, Josh Hammond. Philip Dorsett's down there. Oh, God. It's like bust uh, fest. Like, I, I, it's an absolute science project down there. I don't know who Jeff Cotton is, but I, I want to know who Jeff Cotton is. It's, I do, but it doesn't matter. I, all those guys were all first round, like fantasy darlings who busted out. And he's like, let me bring them all in and see if I can get something out of these speed guys. God bless that mad scientist. He could be really great, or he could be fucking Rick Patino and destroy this team for 10 years like he did the Celtics. I have a bad theory of Rick fucking Patino. We'll see. We will see. <laughs> you won't have that long of a fucking fuse, though. They will gut him in two years. This shit don't work. <laughs> well, even if they were, uh, even if they were to do something well, uh, Jacksonville has a pretty good way of just blowing things up because they like to implode things. They like they like you to get fans in the seats and, and be relevant, but sometimes I wonder if they actually want to cash it in. Uh, that's a different story for a different day, but I will, I'll continue to go to, to Las Vegas. Um, oh, speaking Raiders. of, uh, you love to go to the Raiders. No, Hunter Renfro. <laughs> that's my guy. That's that Buy that motherfucker all day. We can't so, get him because the guy in my league who owns him, loves him. That would give him up, <laughs> but I would buy him. Love. Um, Marcel Aitman was a guy that I, I really liked a while ago. I mean, this is another science experiment that uh, that that intrigues me a little bit because you still have Sage Jones there. You still have Willie Steed there. Um, and then John, you've John Brown. You got John Brown there. Um, the, two, the, two, the two guys from last year, they drafted high. And, uh, and the good news is for those guys who actually – have faith in them, unlike other people on the other side of this panel. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to Brian Edwards uh, falling out this year. I think that's that's going to happen um, no matter who throws him the ball. So Henry Ruggs, on the other hand, um, hearing really good things about him. I wonder if it's actually going to happen, though, and or if that's summer speculation. So you know, you know what? You just made this so easy to comp. All right, listen, I'm going to tell everyone this. This is going to be easy now, right? If you believe in Edwards and Ruggs, right, then buy them and own them, right? If you don't believe in those two guys, right, just go buy Renfro, right? That, those are the two options that you have right here because that will happen. If those two bust out, Renfro is the most reliable receiver they have, right? John Brown I like too, but, yep, that, you're right. That's the other side. Um, um, I'm Renfro and you're – you're twenty twenty. You're you're twenty twenty draft class. That's what you are. <laughs> and and I'm okay with that. I I, I want to be okay with that. I'm gonna be okay with that, and I will continue to be okay with that, um, until proven otherwise. And you know, Renfro might be a guy that you know could still be on the field even while the other two are still there as well. There's a possibility of that happening if he gets thrown into the fucking slot. There are possibilities in which that plays out. Well, yeah, you know what? And you're right. And there's a lot of teams like that. Like, we can go through a ton of teams. I mean, I'll give you another team that I like, um, and I like this guy's value, and that's Miami, right? And that's Devontae Parker, right? Parker Parker almost is like gets like the forgotten guy there, right? He's still the number one receiver there. I think all they did was help him. All they did was take all double teams and just pull him away. And now he's going to have one-on-one coverage, right? And what does he do well? 
right? He's a bigger receiver, right? Who catches, you know, deep balls and touchdowns. That shit I love, right? He's a guy I love. He's like, well, he doesn't, I'm great. He's not as fast. Absolutely not. But they got two speed demons on one side, and he's the big body vertical threat on the other side. But he's become cheaper than the other two, right? And that's exactly what we're saying. You can buy that number three guy, right? Cheaper than you can buy the number one and number two guys, and it might jump up and, and be better for you, right? There's a few situations like that. Parker's a perfect example like that. Um, you know, the the other one, I mean, Detroit's tough to call because Detroit's just like a mess. I mean, you go Perryman, you know, Williams, uh, who's it? Uh, they got, you know, Quiz, right? Then they got, you know, the Mummy Returns. And then they got a smorgasbord of small guys that I kind of like. I have to hit my boy Chad Hansen there. Um, but this situation like that, you can you can get the number three receiver cheaper. Um, AJ Green is another perfect example. I, I love AJ Green, and I'd rather go buy AJ Green than buy Kirk. If I'm a, if I'm a championship team, I mean, if I'm, if I'm rebuilding, I, obviously I would rather have Kirk. But if I'm, I, I would absolutely for this year. Yeah, I would take Green over Kirk. It's cheap and probably get more. I probably get more payday if it is. So I'm actually going to uh, tell you a quick, uh, quick blurb that I, I came across uh, where I think you really enjoy this because this was your guy uh, almost 15 years ago now. Uh, Golden Tate. Right? Oh, yeah. God, Golden yes. Tate loved, uh, loves, loves him some mummy returns. Says he's one of the best receivers the Lions have and have had for a while. So, um I'll speak yeah. highly of him. He, he thinks proud, uh, so. So I think it. Think team team mummy returns is happening. Um, where where things are going to get, uh, you know, I like science projects uh, as much as uh, as much as the next mad scientist. But uh, Miami's doing a little bit of that as well. Uh, I mean, with see, Will Fuller that. coming in, yeah. You got Alan Hearn still there. You got Mac Hollins there. Okay, Albert um, Wilson's still alive. Albert Wilson's there. Right. And uh, they, they Grant, though. Right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I he's, love Grant. He's a guy I like. Yep. Never hits. Never hits. And then they drafted a receiver, right? Then they drafted this, this guy, right? They drafted this guy, like, you know, no, yeah. no Waddle or, no, you know, no, no. That's yeah. in the mix. Right. Yeah. And so, and, and that's a guy, that's a guy people want to talk about. Like, that's a situation where I find value. Like, the Parker owner is probably pissed off because he's like, oh, they brought his weapons. And again, like, yeah, but Tua has a rapport. Like, he knows he's already played games with Parker. Like, that, and they're different receivers. Like, you know, that's a differentiator. Like, those two guys are speed on the outside. They're not bigger over the top receivers. And that's not who they are. Like, you know, they're, you know, take the top of the defense, but they're not jump ball kind of guys. You know, and that's where Parker comes in. And that's where you can find, you know, that the, the value right now for looking with cheap depth. And that's, you know, what I'm looking for. I tell people, what are you going to look for right now? Look for that third guy who might get the fourth guy. Uh, or, the, or the guy in the unknown, you know, like I said, like everyone likes, you know, Amon Ra. I think I think St. Brown is – but St. Brown is more expensive than Perryman or Tyrell Williams. So I'll just buy the cheaper, right? That's all I'm saying. Just buy the cheaper of the crew. And, I, and speaking of that, right, I'm going to give you the, the last one. And I think he's the best offensive weapon they have. And for some reason, he's pretty cheap right now still. That's Jacoby Myers, New England mm-hmm. Patriots wide receiver, right? Oh, okay, Aguilar. Yeah, yeah, we know about Aguilar and, 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 and Dr. Drops, right? We're not even going to go that route, right? And I like Bourne, but he hasn't looked good right there, right? 
again, but who's the guy who was there last year? What do you have? 60 something catches, 70 catches. He had a really good leader last year. A guy, Cam Newton knows a guy who was there last year, a guy who caught balls, a guy they threw a lot of targets to, and they trust to bring back. And they didn't sign anyone great. Like, that's a huge thing that people miss about that team. Like, they signed two average receivers to go around to Kobe Myers. Like, but they uh, did sign a couple of really good pretty tight okay tight ends. Once, once already injured again, and, and that's, that's just kind of what you get with them. And that's but, the one I like, by the way. That's the one I like. The other one, I, I'm, I'm like, eh. but yeah, I, mean, I, I do I like Connor though. While, I, while I we're like, still in New England, I like Connor. I, I like Connor too, but I don't. You I know, think a, he's a more fourth, of a ball player than he is a. He'd yeah, have he's to, a football player more than he is a wide receiver. He'd have to win one of those three spots. Like he'd have to get out to get in it because they're not going to run four wide receivers steps for those two times. They're just not going to do it. Even with Hunter out, they drafted two tight ends last year. They're playing two tight end sets. Like they, they, they told the whole NFL. Everyone knows they're on two tight end sets, and you know they'll run three wide receivers and stuff like that. But the, plus, they got James White there, right? So yeah, Jacob Myers, another guy. Like his value is so cheap. Like you can get him probably cheaper than you can get AJ Green. <laughs> they'll probably have similar oh, 100%. numbers, and they'll probably have similar numbers. Right, I'm like, and I'm not saying you know. I mean, Buick Myers could get a thousand yards. Um, I honestly don't know his yards off the top of my head, but you know, I know he was number one in basically all their targets here last year. So, and I know Nikhil Harry's still there, and I love Nikhil Harry, and I just wish they would trade Nikhil Harry to go somewhere else. You really yes. like Harry? I like Harry. I, 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 you know, I will. I'll say this. You know, what I like about Harry. Everything I saw in college, I keep catches. Right, it's the reason why I liked him in college. He caught everything. Yeah, like but that was in college. Catch, anything I, I that's got thrown this way, he couldn't catch. I know. Did something happen between the football? Yeah, no, I think I, I, I just don't. I don't know if the Patriots develop wide receivers. You're right. I, you're right. And I don't own Shazza Harry. I really don't. I just for some reason, again, maybe I just, just get off that. I was wrong on that prospect. Like sometimes it hurts to get off a guy. And I was like, I really liked Harry coming out. And maybe that's what it is. I just needed to die. Right, I just needed to die one way or the other so I can move on. <laughs> well, speaking of guys you can't wait to have die, Jalen Hurd in San Francisco has all the ability possible if he even could hit the field. How many Hurds are there? J- Hearns, Hurds, are there like, uh, isn't there one of Dallas too? How many are there? There's A, way too many. B, even more than you would think. <laughs> and C, make it stop. But Jalen Hurd, if he even hit the field, would be a guy I would like to see. Uh, but he was just coming back and then had another uh, another setback. So on the 49ers? Getting, yeah, on the 49ers. You know who else the 49ers have? Jordan really? Matthews. No, yeah. Me, oh, you know what? Better, <laughs> better, better than him. Because you talk you talk about just a, like a complete shit show bringing in every wide receiver, right? Well, how, about, how about Travis Benjamin? Is on that team and making noise in camp. Okay, Travis Benjamin is back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you talk about smorgasbord and teams that just bring in receivers, and you can bite on this camp news, and that's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I, I, I almost picked up. I almost picked up Benjamin today, and I said, "This guy's still in the league." I thought it was a new Benjamin. I really did. I was like, "Is a new guy named Benjamin?" No, nope, same old guy. I was like, "Fuck." Okay. Nope. Well. Well, do you remember when Kevin White was the Bears victim on the Bears? The Taylor Austin, Taylor Austin draft. They drafted small receivers in the first round. Well, 
he he was drafted on the relatively high side. I can't recall off the top of my yeah, head. Uh, he 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 touched down in San Francisco for a little bit, and uh, well, he was cut. That's my story. <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm sticking to it. Sticking to it, right? So um, um, I actually get you know what? I'm going to give you one more. Right, and it's a tight end situation that I kind of like, and I'm intrigued by. Good. I was getting ready to look at those. Oh, all right, I, I got one for you. It's it's the Indianapolis Colts. Do you know who the starting tight end for that team is right now? Jack Doyle. Okay, would you rather have Jack Doyle or Willie Mo Cox? I don't want either, and I want Granson. You do. The answer is Granson, but right now you want Willie Mo Cox. I think he's the guy who gets more reps until they really trust. Granson. And I love Granson. I agree. But let's see how much they trust him. Like, even not blocking as the second split on tight end, he's still going to show something and not get somebody killed on the blind side there. Uh, so. <laughs> or whatever side they line him up on. But, but, but look, William Mo Cox is a guy who is is dirt cheap. Right? In, in tight end, you know, two tight end leagues with playing tight end premium. He's a guy I'm looking at. I'm telling you, I would rather have Granson too. But if if you're looking for you know a number three tight end, I got no problem going with Willie Cox. I think he you know easily outproduces Jack Doyle. They're going to have to block a lot more trying to protect, especially if Wentz comes back. Even if Wentz doesn't, I mean, if Wentz comes back, they want to protect him more. But if they have to start one of these young kids, they're, they're going to want even more protection, not to get croaked and to give these kids time to throw the ball. So uh, you know that that's why I think Cox is going to get a little more run than Grant's will coming out the gate. Um, as of this year, and I like Granson, but rookie tight ends really produce one at, at a really high level in rookie years. Is a is a is a the unicorn. Only one, the only one that could be the anomaly, and that's because he's just had just has too high expectations. Uh, yeah. Is Kyle Pitts? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We we all know yeah. it. So yeah, the, the unicorn, right? Yeah, I leave out the unicorn doesn't count in these conversations. You're you're 100 right. Yeah. So, uh, but I will t- say. You know, guys that you may be able to draft uh, in your redrafts or even in dynasty, uh, you may be able to still buy in your uh, in your dynasty um, leagues on the cheaper end. Are guys like Tyler Higby? Uh, you know, you've got a, a, a quarterback, <laughs> and uh, um, he's not as cheap as you think he is. He's I've not. Seen, I've seen him go for way too much. You've a Blake Drawin range. I like Higby, but you know, for a guy, uh, for a guy like Stafford, who could probably, you know, he does like his tight ends, and I have a feeling that he's going to uh, give Higby more looks, especially given uh, um, given what he has for receivers there. Uh, but you know, as we keep talking depth chart. Bryson Hopkins is another guy I'm looking at as well. So I, I like I like I like him too. I gotta stop you for a moment, right? So you just said that Stafford targets his tight ends. Does he really? I said he I said he likes tight ends. Does he really? I don't, he had think, he, I don't think he does. Right? I don't I don't I don't think he does. I think he throws to him when he has to, but I don't think he does as much as people think he does. And I'm on the cell camp on AB because I think that's a – for some reason, I think that's a little misconception um, because they had talented tight ends around him. Like, they kept trying to get him, and it just never worked. He didn't throw that volume. To when Ebron actually was healthy, healthy, 
He was yeah, feeding him the ball. He just never got the volume of targets. I agree with you. He just he was always the third option. Like he never he never turned him into the number two option. And I think that's what I hear when I say people think he's going to feed him the ball. Like he's not going to be the number two option on the team. He's going to be the number three option. Where it becomes a little more interesting, right? Is a what's going on with their running back situation. And as you know, it's going to be dicey. You know, your your boy Funk. Could, he wants could, Funk. He's going to be. He's going to be on the field, uh, and he could be making. He could be catching balls out of the backfield. But the Rams intrigue me as a collective. Uh, but one more, one more guy that I like is Dan Arnold. Like him in Arizona, uh, and I think he's got a uh, legitimate shot. Yep. I agree. With, I, I I agree with you, and I've I've um I've I got off the Carolina train. Um, that's a that's a dynasty rabbit hole. I'm not chasing that tight end anymore. Fuck it, uh, Ian Thomas. Gonna, no, you passed gonna... it along to me, especially yeah. as I have and Thomas Arnold and and uh, Tremble, Tommy right? Tremble, and Tommy so. Tremble. Dude, that's yeah. a very interesting spot. I like Dan Arnold. I, I I you know I love that one. That's a good one. That's another one. This is what we talk about, like. You know, guys, especially in two tight end leagues and tight end premium leagues, like, and I know it happens to me a lot because I carry a lot of good tight ends and I don't trade them a lot and that's fine. But if I'm playing two of them and I have, you know, the number 15 tight end on my bench, and everyone's like, well, you should just trade them. I'm like, no, because I can slide them in there if someone gets hurt and it's more valuable to sit there. And this is why they're hard to get. But you can get cheaper guys for production for bye weeks. Like, that's the thing that we I see a lot and people want to trade because they don't have a backup. I'm like, why do you need a high price backup? Like, just get someone to fill that, pay, you know, that point slot. Like, just go get someone who can get you like ten points. Like, well, you, you, why are you trying to trade for someone? You're gonna play twice a year. It's gonna get you twenty points twice. Like, what are you doing? Like, just get a band aid for a week. Like, you know, go get, you know, go get a Dan Arnold, right? Go get a William L. Cox, right? Go, go get one of those guys in there. You can play him, and you know, a Jordan Akins is like that too. I mean, he's just so God gives me a headache. I've dropped an ad that guy so many freaking times. Um, but like those are guys you can take cheaper dart throws on and and you can hit on it and you can get away with on a bye week. Like that's a big thing in Dynasty um that people react to. Especially like in any situations you lose a quarterback in a two quarterback league and you're like, Well, I, I don't have a backup. I'm like, all right, well, you don't have to panic and trade for one today. Like you can just wait it out a little bit till you need one. And you don't need one until maybe week nine. It's like one will acquire like you know, dynasty is again. It's 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 you know it's just not checkers. It's patience. Like the wait, the waiting game is the payoff, right? That's the biggest hit rate I've had, and how I've been able to stay on top in leagues and produce you know winning rosters every single year is that waiting game. And I get them wrong, and I get them right. Like sometimes I hold a guy too long, I should have traded him. But you know, more times than not, I've held on a guy long enough and then traded him, and then you know hit on him. So. You know, that's the that's the fun game you play this time of the offseason. You can look at and tweak your back end of your rosters. That's, you know, I'm not trying to tighten up the front end. I'm looking at the back end. I'm like, all right, well, where can I tighten in on some depths in the back end of this roster? Or, or you know, can I package up somebody? Um, you know, we'll save trade packages for the conversation because we'll go real squirrely real quick. Probably on that one. Well, I'm going I'm going back in the lab for you uh, because I've been trying to do my best uh, best impression. The Nutty Professor, Mr. Clump, is the one that comes to mind the most. Oh, uh, I was gonna give you a I was gonna I was gonna give you a Frankenstein, but that's okay. Well, you know 
I think I think there's a Frankenstein on this team. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Pro too. Wells. Oh, sh- I love Pro Wells. Pro Wells. I love Pro Wells. Thaddeus Moss. Oh. CJ Uzuma. Oh. Bruce Sample. So much talent. They're, they're, I don't, I don't they're want just, they're just throwing it. shit completely against the wall and Got seeing it. what sticks. Pro Wells, Pro Wells is going to hit in like three years, and that's probably uh, him and him and uh, Moss. There have about two to three years before they produce. The Jets have been them. trying to search for uh, tight ends forever. Um, I can't believe Trevor Wesco is still on this roster. I didn't realize he was, but oh, Kenny Bower, Tyler been, Croft, Ryan Griffin, and Wesco's, Wesco's been their best tight end. I mean, he's the best blocker tight end they have, but he's the best. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I loved Wesco. I was hoping that they were going to develop him a little bit, but I'm also hoping that the Jets were going to develop somebody is like pissing in the ocean and thinking that it's going to rise. So yeah, you, you know what? You're right about that, and I think that's another misconception that people have this ability that teams have to like develop teams, and the teams who don't fucking develop people. And I think like the it goes back to the Patriots with uh, Harry. Like I just think some teams don't develop receivers. Whereas Pittsburgh develops receivers, right? They mm-hmm. hit up receivers later and double. Like some teams don't do that. Every team doesn't do the same shit. Like they don't develop receivers. Like they come in and they go, okay, do your job and improve and get better on your own. Like we're not going to help you in this. And other teams do. Um, so that's stuff you can find. That's a good call. Um, so what's going on in Buffalo? So you got you got your buddy Knox. You got Tommy Sweeney. You got Jacob Hollister who just came over from uh, from. Oh, let, let's see where this trail went. And we're from the Patriots <laughs> to Denver to Seattle, and now he's back in the AFC East. Um, well, it's 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 Knox and then Hollister, right? That's that's what the team is telling. Hollister you. has the edge, apparently. Well, they, I, well, I don't know how much how much truth or how that holds because I think it's your boy Knox. Well, and I think that's true. I actually want to hear that. That's you know that's that's a coaching ploy, right? You bring in you bring in a guy who's played on high profile teams, right? Who's played on Patriots, Seattle. This guy's played in big programs. You bring this guy in, you scare the shit out of your tight end. You say, hey, this guy's coming in, he's taking your job, right? Because this is the last year for Knox. Basically, they're saying it to Knox. They're telling him they're like, listen, this is it. So we're gonna bring in someone who can. Is he great? No, uh, Hollister's a solid tight end. Again, if he's a starting tight end in this league, I want, I, I'm fine if he's my bi-week tight end. Absolutely. I don't want him as my number two guy, but as my number three tight end, great. And I think that position holds it. And I think that's what the team's telling Knox and they're telling us. They're going, hey, we're Knox, we're going we're gonna to light a fire under your ass because if you don't produce this year, like that's it for you. you know. And we'll pull the trigger and we'll put Hostel in. Whereas kind of like last year, they were in a spot where a lot of guys, get, all their tight ends get hurt. They had to play him. And he played well in spurts. They didn't get a lot of volume and a lot of snaps. Um, but he got more and more snaps and then more and more target share, and he produced a little bit. Uh, but that's what I read into that. You know, you see stuff like that. And, again, this is where, you know, we talk about it, and I tell people about it all the time. Teams will tell you what they're doing. They'll show you what they believe in a guy. And I'm a, I'm a Knox guy. I've owned Knox everywhere. I've owned Knox for years. And I'm a Knox guy. But I know this is the last year for Knox. Like, if I don't see anything this year, and the team has already told me that, like, you're going out getting Jake Ossettler, like, people would think – no, that doesn't scare me. Like the opposite happens. Look at this. When when the Raiders went out and got Drake, everyone was scared that took away from Jacobs, right? That didn't scare me at all, right? That didn't scare me at all about Jacobs, right? But when the when the Buffalo Bills go out and get 
Haas Tedler. That scares me owning Knox because that's an, that's an easy replacement, right? Teams will tell you, hey, this is what's going to happen. We're going to replace you. Where I think it is where, where the Raiders did it, the Raiders are saying, hey, we just need a backup who's good. Because if Jacobs goes down, we don't want to miss a beat. We think we got a playoff team here where we're trying to make a run. So, I mean, teams will tell you what they're doing. And I think you're right. That's exactly what Buffalo's doing. They're saying, hey, kid, Knox, here you go. We're in or out. And he was a project coming out. You know, he was a little raw. And he, he showed glimpses here or there. So, yeah, uh, I'm, all, I'm all in where, you know, producer get the hell off my roster at this point. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's the latter. All right. I have one more Bunsen burning question for you. And that goes to Miami. Beaker, oh, so, is my guy. I know, I know, I so, know. Is Matt is Matt Sheehan still there? Adam Sheehan, Adam Sheehan, Sheehan. Sturm uh, Smythe there. Smythe. Hunter Long is there. Um, so good. And so, and, so and my buddy Jacecki. So um, bad, so bad for that one guy right there. I don't know why they're doing this. I don't know what Miami's doing. Uh, I. In, in all seriousness, uh, I think they're trying to figure out a way to uh, cover up their ass because I think this is the year that they try to mobilize Jacecki a little bit more. Do you, do you know Do you know this? If you look at Miami's offense, right, if you just take Miami's wide receivers, right, quarterbacks and tight ends, they have a whole second starting lineup on their bench, right, except for running back. They literally have a whole second team, right? Right, Brissett's the backup quarterback. You got three viable starting tight ends back there. You got four more viable starting wide receivers. God, but they have zero running backs, right? They got dokes. They got, <laughs> they got dokes. Like, uh, how do they have no running game? How do they go get all these tight ends and wide receivers and forget to get a running you know, game? You know, How? you know, this is really funny. It's funny you mentioned this. I oh. actually think there's a couple of uh, – Diamonds in the rough over there. I do. I knew you were going to say that, and I'll tell you right now, I'm not being biased, and I'm sure there are, and I hope there are. I'm tapping out of this team this year. This is one of those teams where I'm like, "Fuck this team! It looks like a mess." Brand. Well, it, it, was a mess. it was a mess last year too. Dokes. But they did. They so Gaskins was guy that I drafted very late. Fucking Gaston Gaskins. Oh. I forgot the guy from Beauty and the Beast. God, I hope he produces. <laughs> so he he was um, he was one guy that that I thought was interesting and currently is ahead. However, Malcolm Brown is the guy that intrigues me the most. Oh, that's my guy from back in the day. Oh yeah, good call, Brown. Malcolm Brown intrigues me the most. Uh, and Salvin Ahmad actually produced when given opportunities. So this is a situation you still have laid there, large. Wow. You know, like they've you, all played. I've played every. I've. I can honestly say I've started every one of these running backs in the last two years, right? It's you're right. You're absolutely right. Like these are guys to know in the back of your head because I remember I got a couple of years ago. Some guys like you own Jordan Laird. I'm like, yeah, I don't want this ass cloud. He's like the fourth in the depth chart, and the depth chart looked like shit. You're right. I should own more Miami fucking goddamn running backs, like. Because this is like a smorgasbord of shit right here. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, I hope Garcon there gets the job and does it, right? And then we got, you know, we got Amon, Amon Rapa too. He's the guy who went in the Niners, right? The Niners cut him and he went there and produced well in a couple of games. He did. Yeah. I like that uh, kid. 
Well, um, I like that kid. There's also Jordan Scarlett, which I know almost absolutely nothing about. And, you know. Oh, the, uh, kid, the kid who came from Carolina. Well, at least one of us knows. Yeah, he was a, he was a backup. He was on Carolina's team. Um, and that guy kicked around, had flashes. Uh, but, yeah, you know what? That's a good call. That's another team. You know, the ambiguity that we find in teams. We are like, okay, you know, maybe Gaskins is the guy. But, like, you know, people are high on dokes. I'm like, that's fine. But maybe Malcolm Brown is, like, not on people's radar. You can get him dirt cheap. But that's what I'm I don't like, think Brown is on much of anybody's radar. And they should be, you know, and that's a that's a running back hole that, you know, I tell people all the time when people get anxiety in our leagues, like we we play three running backs, people are like, I only have three. I'm like, so well, you have like five or six. I'm like, yeah, but I don't care if I don't. Like I've won championships, one running back. I'm like, you don't need to have you don't need seven running backs. Like you can find a band-aid for that third running back. If you've got two, you know, top 15 running backs, you don't and your third goes down. You don't need to be like panic guy. Go fucking pay for some ridiculous top tier player and like damage the rest of your roster. Like you can find free band aid holes. Like you can hit on a guy like Malcolm. Like maybe he comes in and plays like three games and he gets 10, 12, 15. Bump, fine. That's enough to get me through. Like he's not going to win me, but I'm just looking for a band aid in that third spot. You know, and these are the ambiguity situations that you could find that in. And maybe you don't pick the guy up now. Maybe you put these three guys on a watch list because they're on that team. And then maybe you hear like, hey, you know, the, the third running back got hurt. Now this guy might slide up to the, to the number three guy out of a four, or number two guy. Fuck it, I should pick him up a week before. Maybe he goes down, I get a spot. Yeah, I mean, that's that. it seems like some of these teams are just so – um, you know, turnovers, these, these new, new, you, yeah, the new and up and coming teams, right. They have just so much volatility in the back end. Um, you know, when we talked about Jacksonville or like that and Miami looks like the same way where, you know, that's why I, I would rather have Parker is the guy I trust in that offense. If I'm buying anyone, it's Parker and two or if I'm buying anyone on the team, the rest of the team, I don't know what it's going to be. I'd rather buy it at a value. I'd rather buy a Malcolm Brown would have seen produce. You know, at least mm-hmm. you know well in in high profile reigns. Um, well, so. I got two more teams left for you. You've already scratched the surface on these guys, uh, especially as you were talking about Rashad Penny. But uh, I'm gonna get to Seattle real quick. Uh, Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson is yep. back. That just more than anything, uh, because of what's around him in terms of age. Uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the amount of extremities that he still has that aren't broken. Uh, Josh Johnson is is one of those guys that intrigues me for Seattle, not only this year, but for the next couple of years, because some of these guys are going to phase out. DJ Dallas still on there. Alex Collins, I don't know, like, how, how much longer he's got there. Um, you know, Penny, you know, he, he'll probably stick around for a little bit longer, but so I, I, listen, I think the clock's going. Listen, Travis Homer, I mean, and I'm glad you brought up Johnson because I actually am out on Johnson because I'm out on this whole backfield except for Rashad Penny because I've owned every running back we just talked about. <laughs> I've had I've been chasing that backfield for five goddamn years. I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I'm going to walk away with my Penny shares, good or bad. Right? I Actually, sorry, I own DJ Dallas in a bunch of places, and I like Dallas, right? He was out of Miami. I like Dallas. You know, Homer said I think is a little small, right? And you laugh at Collins. Collins might win the number two job because Penny mm-hmm. got hurt again. So you laugh about that. I'm like, again, but the funniest part is this is where a team like Seattle will just piss you off because we saw it a couple of years ago. 
You're like, oh, the backup's going to get the job. Nah, we're going to take Lynch <laughs> off the couch. And your fucking dreams get dashed. Like, there's nothing worse. Like, I was so mad last year when Kansas City did that to me when I owned, like, you know, uh, Hilaire was struggling and then Darrell Williams got hurt. And I was like, fuck, he would have got the job. And then all of a sudden, Le'Veon Bell comes plodding around and now they're giving six carries each. And I'm like, oh, yeah, God damn it. Because they'll just call some dude in. Like, I'm like, oh, God. And then Todd Gurley's sitting out there. They'll just call a dog Gurley. That's what'll happen. Just so, just oh, Somebody's Peterson. calling Gurley. Well, no, Peterson. Somebody... Peterson. Peterson's call, getting the call before Gurley is. Peterson's getting the call first, I think. Somebody's getting a call because there's still a couple of backs out there. But before, before this is the, the last team I, I think I have bandwidth for. But San Francisco. Smorgasbord. Uh, Mc, it's also smorgasbord. They got a guy but, named McNasty. No, McCasty. I want to be. Oh, I want to be nasty. We're gonna McCasty. call him McNasty for the <laughs> for, for, I for want the him. rest of the season. I want him to be. But the year before Saquon Barkley got drafted, there was a guy that really intrigued the hell out of me by the name of Wayne Gallman. And when oh shit, when Barkley <laughs> went down. Somebody showed up, and that was Wayne Gallman. And to be honest with you, he's in San Francisco again. Mostert's there. You got uh, you got EPMD over there, and you got Gallman there. So, uh, I mean, Mc, 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 my boy Hasty McHasty's there. You got McNasty. You still McNasty. have uh, you still have <laughs> no, no, Jeffrey see this, Wilson and Elijah Jeff, Mitchell too. Elijah, so. Elijah Mitchell. Now, see, in preference, this is like the total opposite. So, this is a personal story that Bobby brought up because not only was he right about Gallman and Gallman produced, but he fucking got so pissed about Gallman because Gallman didn't produce for a couple of years and was shit and fucking dropped him. And then I picked him up everywhere, and he was like, "Good, oh, fucking hope he hits. Watch, he's gonna hit." And he came out and he hit, and he was so mad, but he was so happy. Because he, he was so happy because he was right, but he was so bad he couldn't wait one more fucking season. And I, but at least he was happy I owned him. At least I owned him for you, buddy. Right? You know, the, the writing on happened. the wall though. You was, knew you were right though. Barkley. You, were, you were right. It was it's Barkley a, too though. It, so you, it was a, it was a cross between both. So to see right. Gallman at a different roster, I'm I'm all in, and I think is he going to be? He's he's a serviceable back and back to have in your head. During waiver wire season. Listen, listen. I own more of that San Francisco fucking backfield all over my rosters than I want to, and I'm going to tell you this: I'm going. I didn't like him, and you were right. Okay, and I own him. Like I have the problem before I own him, like Sermon, and I just, dude, God damn it, they just happened to be my roster because I had Barkley, so I had, you know, so and now I have a bunch of those guys. But yeah, he, I mean, he's a service old back, and I think you're right. I think he's. I think he's, you know, that's interesting with him and and uh, hey, X Sermon, <laughs> and then Mozart. I think Mozart, honestly, especially talking about, we'll talk about like redraft real quick. Is like he's like the probably the best buy at the back end and the start running back. It Mozart isn't going to share carries, right? Mozart is getting the ball until he gets hurt. Like that's happening. That, they show you that team does it. He's the guy. He's the that's guy it. until he's not the guy. That's it. So everyone um, else in the team is a backup. And that, when we talk about Seattle, it's like the same way. Like, you know, there's certain teams where you can see a backup stealing carries and stealing the drop. Like San Fran and Seattle, like, that's not happening. Like, they're they're running back plays until he dies, and then they bring the other one in, which I, which I love personally. Like, that's great. That's easy. Fantasy-wise, it's easy. You don't have to fucking worry about shit, carry shit. But 
Um, I thought I had. I thought I was done, but you I have, have one have more fun. for you. Of course you do. Bring it. The raging Cajun on your L.A. Rams team as well, Raymond. I want to call him Cialis, but it's Calais. Oh, fucking the four-headed monster. They're all in the NFL right now, too. That whole Louisiana Lafayette fucking running backfield is all in the league. And and they have the ability to make a little bit of noise. I mean, How many, how many make rosters? After Leonard Fournette got signed with Tampa, Cialis ended up going over. Fucking um, Cialis. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only way you can name this guy. Uh, no. It's just too damn close. No, it's, it's, it's but, awesome. It's but he, he ended up going over to uh, ended up going to the Rams, and then he stayed there. He made enough noise that he stayed there. And that was what the most it was most appealing to me. Do you know what? So you know what's funny about that? And you're right. Do you know what else of the guy running backs? They picked up and stayed in that team that didn't take a single snap, but they kept him. Otis? Oh, no, that, yeah, that'd be, no, that'd be Jones. Right? The, guy, the, the guy everyone tells is the number two running back on that team who was on that roster but never took a damn carry all year. Right? And this is what I'm telling you where people are like, oh, no, no, Jake Funk's garbage and he gets hurt all the time. Fine, maybe. But, like, yeah, they dropped him in the seventh round and they talk about him in camp and they like this kid. These other two kids were in the whole time last year. They never took a snap. They never even were on a roster. Like, so this is what I mean. Like, you can get cheaper guys at unknown value, right? You can get any, but you're right. You're right. Any way you can talk yourself into, like, finding a, a value on a team. And that's how you look. That's how you find guys like this, right? So maybe you don't find, don't be in, 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 in fun camp. You're crazy if you're fucking not in the fun camp. But if you're not and you don't believe in Jones, absolutely believe in fucking Seattle's. First of all, if you're a guy of a fucking 40, you should already believe in Seattle's anyway. So why the fuck not dive into this guy and be right? Because then you can be the dick in your league. Yeah, I'm going to use all kinds of dick jokes. You can be the dick in your league who be like, I hit on Seattle's, right? Right? See, like, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Seattle's is going to fucking How hard you, were you when right? you did it? Right? Seattle's right? is going to tear you a new one, right? That's what's going to happen when you, when you hit on right? Absolutely. It's worth it. Just for that reason, everyone's going to buy Seattle's. I'm going to fucking pick them up as soon as I got the phone. And I'm going to write in comments. You can. Take, I already have them. I'm picking up the dick. I mean, even better. Right? <laughs> Bobby, Bobby just turned this whole thing into a big, giant dick joke. And it's fucking phenomenal. It's what we do here. Right? Everything's serious, but everything's fun and nothing's serious. Right? The long-term fun event. That's what we do here. You know, we got we got Jamba Juice and Orange Julius last week. We got friggin' we got dicks. Dick's abundance over here. So no, we got McNasty. You know, Seattle. You know, we we didn't we didn't have too many. You know, I wasn't. You know, but I will tell you one. We gotta save those guys. We gotta save some of those nicknames so guys will make rosters. I gotta make sure guys make rosters first. I'm gonna applaud the hell out of both of us because we just went through 32 teams, 32 depth charts, and we brought it to you in an hour. Boom. You want to bring us home? Um. Buy the funk and be happy. Summertime.